0: This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Summer is just around the corner. In fact, some people might argue it's already here. That means it's the perfect time to get a new pair of trainers, get some gear so you can hit the roads, hit the trails this summer, and make the most of your summer running. Whether you have a ton of miles on your shoes, or maybe you're just looking for a sweet new style for summer, SDR has it all. Richard, Adam, and the whole crew are there to help outfit you with whatever shoe fits your foot the best. And while you're there, maybe score a Prairie Track and Field podcast singlet. I think they still have some in stock, so that is the official place to buy one. Once again, Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks, for all your summer running needs. This episode of the podcast, Cam and I got to catch up with our good friend Nell Graham. Nell had the most fantastic Summit League meet that I can remember in a while. She won the heptathlon in pretty dominating fashion she came back to the 400 final and won the whole dang thing with a pretty impressive time and a really impressive race. She made the final for the 400 hurdles and placed fifth and then somehow she was still standing, ran the 4x4 for NDSU and helped them secure a silver medal and the team title. Nell is such a fun personality. It was great to catch up with her hear a little bit about her training this season, how she prepared for the summer league meet, uh, her anticipation for the West region prelim. She's currently 49th, but with a scratch, might be able to sneak in there. And honestly, Nell Graham is just an awesome person. She's what we call a hashtag good for the sport. So we were also gonna just touch a little bit about the North Star Athletic Association, their conference meet, NSIC, and some of our North Dakota natives competing there, and get you up to speed as we get into The deeper weeks of may where a lot of good track and field takes place so thank you again for tuning in we always appreciate the support but without further ado let's dive into the latest episode of the prairie track and field podcast Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayle. And today we're joined by a person who I don't even know how they're still operating this late into the week. Nell Graham completed, I think we figured out, it was 13 events uh, over the weekend. She won the Summit League Heptathlon, won the Open 400, came back uh, and ran well in the 400 hurdles and then contributed on the silver medal 4x4, so... Nell, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be here.
0: And how how are the legs feeling?
1: I'm a little sore. Um, I've definitely been resting a lot since Saturday. I probably woke up like 30 minutes ago, honestly. Um, But I'm a little sore. I feel better than I thought, though. Like, I biked yesterday. I'm going to go for a run today. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> but definitely sore.
2: Body in motion stays in motion. So we were, yeah, Ryan had told me that he had reached out to you kind of last second and you know, it's, it's like 11, 10. And the <laughs> reply that he got from you is, oh yeah, I'm just eating breakfast, which I was going to, I was going to try and roast you about, but 13 events over last week, you know, I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you one bit. You know, just just finish the semester of college. Like, you you take your time. You have breakfast whenever you want.
1: Thank you. I deserve to be roasted. It is like 11. So. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: what well, what was the breakfast? What did you have?
1: I had a bagel and a banana. <laughs> so, not even that good of a breakfast, but there's something. That's a, plain, solid, a plain bagel? uh yeah with almond butter
2: okay yeah that's solid we <laughs> were do you ever do you dabble in breakfast cereal now
1: i uh, kind of i eat it more as a treat i don't really oh. like it for breakfast but i do yeah. love cereal. Do you? what's what's
2: what's the, yeah i i love I'll i'll tell you my breakfast cereal story after i ask you a question what's your go-to breakfast cereal
1: um Anything with cinnamon. So I love like the life cinnamon or cinnamon. Those are probably my favorites.
2: Thoughts on Apple Jacks.
1: Oh, I love Apple Jacks. I haven't had them since I was probably like 12, but I think they're good. (laughs) You don't like them. Well, so
2: here's here's my problem. My wife loves Apple Jacks. Here's my problem with Apple Jacks. The commercials growing up for Apple Jacks were extremely dynamic and Mm -hmm. eye-catching. It was like this cinnamon stick that was skateboarding and he was super cool. And it's like, oh, bro. Apple Jacks. That's the cereal, and it just missed for me. It just wasn't as appley, or just wasn't as cinnamony that. as I, <laughs> I wanted it to be. I don't know. So, uh, I'm not. I'm not an Apple Jacks believer. But so I, I love, love breakfast cereal.
0: Uh-huh. In college,
2: so you know the dining center at NDSU. It has that whole rack of, of mm. multiple different breakfast cereals. So me, my cousin, and a teammate or two of mine. Our idea was, Hey, we want to run the rack. We want to have a bowl of every single breakfast cereal in one sitting.
1: Oh God. Right?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we <laughs> thought we could do it. Cause I was like, bro, I, I go and I have a massive supper. I go back to my dorm, you know, study or play video games or whatever. And then I come back, you know, for like a bedtime snack. And I swear I have seven bowls of cereal. <laughs> if it, if it, if my meal was just cereal, I bet I could do every single one, you know? So that was kind of the bet. So we go down to the dining center for lunch, like after a a morning workout or something like that. And the rules were this, you didn't have to fill your bowl up with milk every single time, but you had to eat, you couldn't eat your cereal dry, you had to have the cereal with milk. Mm -hmm. And so Uh, We start off, start off pretty strong. I think I went with like Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios. My idea was that I would get kind of the blander cereals out of the way and finish, finish with like kind of the treat, you know, with your Cinnamon Toast Crunch, your Cocoa Puffs, stuff like that. I got to just straight granola like uh, on like, cause it was, it was one of the ones on the rack and I was like, I think this is, you know, it's not technically cereal, but I think I need to eat a bowl of granola, Mm
1: -hmm. you know?
2: And that wrecked me. It filled up my stomach so bad. I think I got to like nine bowls of cereal (laughs) and I was tapped out. My Uh, my cousin ended up winning. He got like third or there was like 14 total. And I think he got to like 10 bowls of cereal. And uh, yeah, so I haven't loved cereal as much uh, as (laughs) as I did before that challenge. But uh, I got roasted by my coach about it like the year after He made an example of me you know so um it was a learning experience for sure
1: okay so i have a question now do you put your milk in or your cereal in first
2: cereal first
0: cereal first
1: i do my milk
2: oh my goodness well you know what now that that makes a lot of (laughs) a lot of sense only a crazy person like you who Unless puts their it, milk in first.
0: Like, All right. That's that's going yeah. to do it with our interview with No Grant today. <laughs> no, thanks for hopping on. Yeah.
1: No, the cereal, <laughs> if you put the milk in first, the cereal doesn't get soggy as quick. It stays crunchier.
2: You know Honestly, fair point. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a try.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It does seem crazy, but it, it makes a difference, I think.
2: <laughs> what if I like soggy cereal, though?
1: That's then. Then cereal oh, first is good. But.
2: Okay. All right. I'll try it the other way.
0: Cereal <laughs> aside, <laughs> now you had a fantastic weekend. Cam and I got to call it from the booth, and I told you afterwards I thought it was like some of your best racing you've ever done. And when you went to NDC, you get recruited. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a four hundred runner, right? Mm-hmm. There was, was there any even inkling that you were ever going to do the multi?
1: Um, my high school coaches kind of like thought that they might try and turn me into a multi because in high school I dabbled in the high jump a little bit and I long jumped like once or twice. Um, But not really. I kind of just thought I'd stick to the 400. I thought they might throw me in the 800 every now and then. But um, no, I kind of my it must be my junior year. I was like, Stevie, let me try one multi before I leave. Like as a joke. And I think he took that literally. Um, but no, I had no idea that I would become a multi. I still don't even consider myself a multi. I'm a fake multi, but
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. That's hard to call yourself a fake multi when you're sixth all time now in the heptathlon at NDSU. And I mean, are you I you would have been teammates with let's see with Amanda Levine, were you on the team when Amanda was on the team or did you just miss her? I just missed her. So yeah. she was yeah. a year, I
1: think you graduated the year before I came.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Cause the other day I was trying to figure it out. The mm-hmm. three of us weren't ever teammates. We also just missed each other. We're Amanda's age. So yeah, we we're never I'm- technically teammates, but I mean, you maybe weren't teammates with her, but you've seen her around and you know, that it's like a big deal that she's one of the mm-hmm. names that's just ahead of you on that list.
1: Yeah, no, it, I'm, Like when I look at the people on the list, I'm like honored to have my name even close to theirs because there's some incredible athletes like All-Americans, Amanda Rose, all of them. It blows my mind. I'm quite a ways off, but just to see my name on a list with them is so cool.
0: Yeah, and you had an awesome weekend as far as like points totals go. Uh, Just in the multi, what was your favorite event out of the seven?
1: I can tell you my least favorites. Um, a long jump and shot put were definitely my least favorite. But um, I think I surprised myself a lot in high jump. Uh, I practiced for the first time since indoor conference on Wednesday. So I had like no expectations going into high jump. I was like, if I can just clear one bar, I'd be so happy. Um, but I ended up being like a centimeter away from my PR, I think. I'm not really even sure. Um, so that one kind of surprised me and I was really happy with it. But um, they were all good. They were all really fun. It was fun to compete with my teammates, Claire and trust Scott. Um, it makes it way more fun to have others there. And it was nice. The weather was nice. They were all good in different ways. I don't think I have a favorite personally. But...
0: And did you not train for the high jump? Because that's just part of your training? Or were you injured? Or what was the story behind that?
1: I don't really train for the multi if I'm being honest that sounds really bad like I don't ever practice long jump I kind of have nagging shin injuries and they hurt a little bit um and when we're in season and competing and stuff we're leaving on Wednesday so it's hard to get like technique training in um yeah so I just kind of just my shins hurt a lot um, so we just kind of stay away from it and just with time and everything, we just don't <laughs> really practice a ton, but which sounds really bad. I probably shouldn't say that, but, <laughs>
0: but you know, that's, that's one of like Stevie's training methods. If you yeah. go back and if you look at the top 10 list for the decathlon on the men's side, a lot of those guys that are on the top of that list, like Andrew Ockery and Nathan Schmidt, mm-hmm. he'll tell you the same thing. They train twos and fours mm-hmm. and the technical events just came with it and they were all really really good at those but and you know there's a few you gotta work on more than others but yeah yeah, i think there's definitely some science into that just as far as ndsu athletes and i'm sure other athletes Mm -hmm. that you don't have to be hitting the events all the time and always working on technique it can just be get really fit and see what you can do
1: yeah he he definitely knows what he's doing and i've really learned this year that i need to trust him because he's been doing this for a long time and you just really need to trust the process because it might not seem like it right away but then result obviously comes um but yeah he told me i think i was like i wasn't complaining but i was telling him how nervous i was for high jump and he was like we did enough high jumping in the fall and winter you'll be fine and i was like you say i'm fine i'm fine like you're my coach so yeah it it worked out though so i won't complain
0: yeah and so how about the rest of the weekend obviously the 400 was an incredible moment and have you seen that picture of you that's been kind of going around with you crossing yeah. the finish line just the shock yeah. on your face
1: yeah was i was like awesome. tristan bush and i think it's so funny
0: yeah um, I, I want that photo like hung up somewhere in our home like that's just is such a cool photo
1: yeah it is it's really special it's cool they captured it
0: yeah so that race you know people that are listening to the podcast and don't know you're stuck all the way out in lane eight mm-hmm. um, you are running by yourself you finished the multi you had to do a prelim just to get to the 400 final and mm-hmm. you get out so well mm-hmm. just coming out of the blocks because you have to make a decision when you're in the blocks mm-hmm. and are you going are you going for it or are you satisfied with what you did in the multi and you're just trying to mm-hmm. score a few points so maybe before the gun even went off, what was the mindset to just prepare and get ready?
1: Um, so before we even got to the blocks, I was doing like a buildup and I saw Grace, formerly Zimmerman Brenner, and I went up to her and she gave me a hug and I just started crying because I was like, my legs are so dead. Like I was so tired and I was like, if I can just podium, like I will be so happy. And she prayed over me and it was a really cool moment. Um, and I kind of just felt like a sense of like, peace and calm after that and I wasn't crying and I was just ready to go and kind of in the zone which I don't know it was really it was a cool moment um but yeah I was like I'm just gonna get out as hard as I can and try and not get caught for as long as possible because usually I I'm more of a finisher than a starter as you've said in the past Ryan um, but so I was like, if I can just get out and hold on for as long as possible, I should get a result that I'll be happy with. Um, but I was definitely shocked to come away with the win, but it was big for our team and we needed the point. So, yeah.
2: What was, what was more surprising the win in the 400 or the win in the heptathlon? Cause that was your, it. correct me if I'm wrong, but that was your first full heptathlon that you'd mm-hmm. done all season, mm-hmm. um, and were you also surprised that Elise Olseth who had the the top score in the Summit League this season, wasn't competing in the Hep? Like
1: um, we kind of she she was at the home meet the weekend before conference, and she kind of told me how she wasn't doing it, um, just to prepare for nationals. And yeah. two to Hep's that close is kind of a lot. So I knew beforehand that she wasn't doing it. Um, I knew I was capable of winning just with the marks I'd put up in indoor and. I felt really good so I knew my 200 was going to be a quick one or I had hoped it was going to be a fast one cuz that's an event that I'm able to score a lot of points in. Um I didn't I knew Molina from UND and Liberty were going to put up a really good fight because they're both incredible athletes. The whole field was incredible. Um so I knew it could really go all three ways like I w- I think it could have gone any way but yeah, I knew I was capable of winning the heptathlon but I didn't expect to win if that makes sense.
2: So, was it yeah, was it kind of the same in the 400? Did you feel like you were like if you had just been doing the 4, was that an event that you felt like you were capable of winning or was that also a a bit of a surprise?
1: Um definitely a surprise. I I doubt myself a lot in the 400. Um there are like Carrington is incredibly talented and so is Anna Lee and Jersey and all that CSU girls and Angel Pratt, Um, it, that race also really could have gone anyway. Um, I was very surprised by the time I kind of have been hoping to go under 54, but I kind of put in my mind that since I was doing the multi and doing all the other events that that just wasn't going to happen this year. So that was very surprising. But, yeah, no, I didn't think I was going to win the 400 at all. Even if I wasn't doing the multi, I don't think I still would have thought I could win, But which is yeah. bad well, I, yeah, no,
2: I mean, people, people give lane eight kind of a, a bad mm-hmm. rap. It's like, Oh, you got such a bad draw. You're in lane eight. But I mean, the men's 400 meter world record is set from lane eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, You won the, you know, the summit league championship from lane eight. You know, maybe people need to start putting some respect on lane eight.
1: No, oh, Cody wrote her beforehand. I was telling him, he was like, I ran my fastest race in lane eight. And he was yeah. like, I'm scared. And I was like, I guess so. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And go back a moment. Like I wasn't kind enough to say that you were a a better finisher than you were a starter. I called you a no. sandbagger. No, so I gotta, know, I know. I, put that I just, on the record.
1: I know, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Now. No, I know.
0: But no, I and I, like I told you afterwards, or whenever I saw you on Saturday, it was I thought the best race that you've put together because you got out and you did run like you belonged in that final and like you were running for the win. You know, I, it's yeah. it's sometimes easy to yeah, go into a four and whether you've done it a million times or just a handful, it's an intimidating race and it's easy (laughs) to go out. Yeah. Yeah. And that hurt never (laughs) seems to get any easier,
1: not any easier,
0: but it is easy to go out and and then try to just finish hard. But I thought you put one together and you felt it once how fast your body can move. And Mm -hmm. hopefully now it just gets even better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the times, I think doing the multi honestly has helped my 400 because I have so much to focus on that I can't narrow it down to the 400. Um, And usually I fixate so much on the result that I forget how to actually run the race. So I think I, on Saturday, I focus more on the specific parts of my race, which helped a lot to reach my end goal.
0: Yeah. Like what were those? What were some of the things that you were trying to focus on within it?
1: Just getting out. um, And I tend to slow down a little bit when I reach the 150 mark because I'm like, this is the time you're supposed to relax. And I think I relax a little too much usually. Um, But yeah, just to push through there and just finish hard. But especially the getting out part since I was in lane eight, I was running for my life a little bit out there. But yeah,
0: to, to be honest, I think the fastest 400 I ever ran was also in lane eight or it maybe cool. lane seven. But the same thing. I remember. We were at Brian Clay. It was in the multi. Mm-hmm. And I just remember getting out harder than I'd ever gotten out before. And mm-hmm. and then I remember kind of at that same point on the back stretch, 150, mm-hmm. it was, I'm not slowing down. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep going. And then you get to 200, and that's where you're supposed to kick, right? You get to 200, put, yeah. go, put it all out there. And I just remember even thinking, like, I found another gear. And then uh, I kept coming around the turn, and yeah. I like, found another gear. It, yeah. you, you can surprise yourself pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I think it also helps so my boyfriend plays baseball and the whole baseball theme was on like the back stretch and I was like I can't look slow and I'm like, that made me run a little faster too to be honest
2: yeah we but- noticed that I thought that was really cool that they were just yeah. kind of lurking over you know <laughs> Newman field you know got the the bird's eye view yeah, they, they were clearly. Gonna- they had no interest in, uh, in, in paying for the no. fee, you <laughs> no, <know. they're> <laughs> free track and field, man. Yeah.
1: They got into it. They were, yeah. they loved clap They were watching the triple jump. Yeah. It was funny.
2: One and thing now, I think, sorry, Ryan, I was just going to say one thing. I mean, we say this about cross country in the fall, but I think a lot more people would really enjoy and have a great time at a track meet or a cross country meet if they just went to one. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, just watch it on TV or, and, and they just don't get it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, especially a conference meet, like the energy that the fans and the athletes bring, cause they know how important it is, is, is really something pretty cool. And you just got to get people to track meets and then yeah. I think they would appreciate it a lot
0: more.
1: No, it's so fun. I love watching track. I could watch it all day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> I also, track, so I'm a bit, biased. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what I was gonna ask now is, did anybody tell you the last time conferences at NDSU and how the women's four hundred went?
1: Is that when Lexi Woods won at home? Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, I've I've heard about that. Yeah,
0: and that was something we had talked about on last week's podcast. We I think we had specifically said the women's four hundred was an event we were that was on watch because of how good she ran at home in mm-hmm. twenty seventeen, and yeah, it's pretty cool that that your name is now up there with the, the likes of someone of Lexi Woods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. I don't know her personally, but she was an incredible athlete. So it's cool.
0: So you're wrapping up here kind of like with the season, because you're not going to regions, right?
1: Well, I find out tomorrow. So top 48 make it and I'm 49. So oh. hopefully, in the 400 hurdles, in the 400 hurdles. So we just need one scratch and then hopefully... I'll have one more meet. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. Oh
2: man, man! I hope that I hope that works out because that would yeah. be, yeah, that would be awesome. That yeah, would be we'll really see.
1: cool. Me and Tristan Blush are both forty nine, so we're just praying for one scratch. Yeah,
2: yeah. we had we talked to Tristan about that a little bit after after mm-hmm. the meet, and oh man, what a what a nervous place to be. <laughs> I I remember I I had a teammate uh Brendan Skyme, who was like. 50th or something in the steeple uh and the year before uh his teammate brett kelly was like f- 56th or something mm-hmm. and so like eight people scratched in the steeplechase and mm-hmm. he made it in and you're in a you ran a great race and mm-hmm. you know so it's like oh man we only need two and there was like six or ten that scratched last year like for sure mm-hmm. and he he didn't get he didn't get the people to scratch and yeah. uh, it's just like yeah. yeah, it's just a tough place to be, you know, you know, you've ran as good as you can, you know, mm-hmm. in the regular season and you've you've done what you can do. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel good about you and Tristan. One scratch, you <laughs> you.
1: It's been, Somebody in the NCA has got
2: to be hurt, right?
1: I oh, know. I don't want to prey on someone's downfall, but <laughs> if they're already hurt and <laughs> but no, if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I'm excited. A lot of my teammates, my teammate Bailey Dirks made it. So I'm really happy for her sally corgo t uh who else made it grace made it for the girls and a bunch of boys made it so i'm really excited for them and to get to watch them compete but yeah
0: so we'll we'll manifest a little bit (laughs) when you when you you qualify
1: thank you what's
0: what's gonna be your mindset going in because you're gonna be towards you know the bottom of the rankings (laughs) how do you approach a meet like that are you a big chip on the shoulder person
1: oh you know so since the 400 hurdles is so new to me I'm just kind of gonna try my best um it'll be a fresh race I'll be fresh which will be nice um but yeah oh Claire you're sorry my sister's sitting over there and I didn't realize it (laughs) um but yeah I don't know I it'll be fun it'll just be cool to get to compete against the likes of like Britton Wilson and just to be able like surrounded by those type of athletes would be cool but yeah, I don't really know. I haven't really. I'm trying to. I'm preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. Currently, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, regardless, you've got nothing to hang your head about. You've had a fantastic regular season, and if you get one more opportunity to add to the impressive resume you've put together, well, that's going to be great. And we'll be cheering you on.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Then,
0: go ahead. No, sorry.
1: Oh no, no. I was just, no. You go ahead.
2: Uh, how much more, it gets so confusing with COVID and red shirts. How, do you have another season of eligibility after this?
1: Yeah, I do have one more full year, so I'll be back.
2: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I I kind of wanted to ask you, you know, me coming from a distance background and stuff, you ran 224 mm-hmm. in the 800 to finish your heptathlon. Mm-hmm. What do you think you could run in an open eight? And will we see you running the open eight next year?
1: I hope not. I hope you will not. <laughs> I really hope not uh-huh. um I've ran I don't even know I think my best is like a 217 or something I don't even know I lose track um I hate leading the 800 like that's what I hate the most about the multi-800 is that since I have like ran an 800 in the past that usually I have to lead and I get bored and I tend to slow down so it would be really fun to get to like run behind someone and pace off of them i think it'd be i think i could run under 215 probably yeah. but I. Think that's that's about it yeah <laughs> i don't think i can go much faster i get bored with the longer events so yeah i'm not All really right. sure
2: stevie keller if you're <laughs> listening nelgram wants to run the open eight at oh. <laughs> uh at the bison the bison open indoors oh. put her up against <laughs> Put her up against the distance athletes oh, and she no. promised, she guarantees sub 215. No,
1: no, no. They, yeah. I watch like Grace and Aaliyah and Aaron and they blow me away. They're, they're incredible. They can run so fast for so long. So, but I mean,
2: they, they would give you, I, uh, this is, this is me being pre- genuine, as genuine as I can be. You know, they run like 210, you know, under 210s or whatever, you know, but, and I think you could run, you know, 215, 214. Two thirty, you know, that's still in the, that's still in the conversation, you know, that you would be close enough through two and 400 where, uh, you would benefit from, you know, even if they pull away from you over the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 400, I don't know. I, you know, like I said, coming from a distance background, I think everybody could be a great distance runner. Uh, so I selfishly, I'd I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it happen.
1: Maybe one time, maybe for you, I'll do it once. (laughs) One one eight (laughs) hundred.
2: No, you got, I mean, you're like the Anna Hall of the upper Midwest. So yeah, yeah, you are. You are. And she crushes the 800. So, you
1: know, she's so fun to watch. So crazy is.
2: Yeah, she's great. Good. So Anna Hall, good for the sport.
0: On that note, do you, because you like name drop Britton Wilson, which I thought was pretty impressive. And obviously she's really good and people, most people should know who she is, but a lot of teammates of yours probably wouldn't. Are Mm. you, you seem like a fan of the sport. Do you on like social media or just keeping up with the results? Do you pay attention more to 400 athletes or do you pay more attention to multis? Like you've mentioned Anna Hall and, and Britton Wilson, like who's your favorite follow on Insta?
1: Um, I love Anna Hall. She's awesome. She's fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, probably Anna Hall would be my favorite. I do love track. Like we were at Mount Sac last year. Um, and I was fangirling so hard. Literally every time I turned my head, it was someone like new that was like insane. Like Fred Curley was there. I got a picture with Allison Felix. I love Aiden Owens Dilerma, I think is how you say his last name, the multi from Arkansas. Um yeah, I was fangirling so hard. Um just any one track is so cool to me. And yeah but probably Anna, Anna Hall. Sorry, I combine their names. <laughs> but Who, Britton Wilson is incredible too. So
2: Who's like the, I mean, Allison Felix, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who's transcended track, you know, she's a, a superstar mm-hmm. of superstars, but is, mm-hmm. is she maybe like the famous, like the most starstruck you've gotten seeing somebody or what are, what are, cause yeah, that's what I always loved about the California. Yeah. is just like the the melting pot of you know pros and college athletes and, and even high schoolers too
1: oh my gosh yeah um yeah I think it has to be Allison Felix if I met Cindy McLaughlin uh, I think it would be her but meeting Allison Felix was really cool like, especially because so Kendra Kelly is one of my best friends and they yeah. have kind of similar birth stories mm-hmm. and Allison Felix's daughter was there when I got a picture with her so that was it was really cool to send to Kendra and yeah. Cause she's one of Kendra's idols. So that was That's really awesome.
2: awesome. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet, I was trying to find it and I can't find it quickly, but um, that Britain Wilson has like the, the record it's mm-hmm. like an unofficial record for the, the fastest 400 mm-hmm. and 400 meter hurdles races on the same. So if you combine the times she mm-hmm. has like the, the lowest combined time of anybody running those, same two races on the same day, um, yeah, so she, yeah, just what a stud!
1: Insane, like forty nine four or something, forty nine. I don't even know what she ran in the open four, and then fifty three. I'm curious to see if she can break Sydney's record in the four hundred turtles. I'm excited, but it'll be yeah. awesome.
0: Cam, uh, love track. Uh, yeah, I've got just one more question for you, Alan. Uh, most times, someone like Cam right he's a distance runner and he probably has dreams of throwing a shot put or you know throwing a hammer vaulting or something and us multis are kind of like been there done that you've done a lot of the events is there any event that you haven't tried so it's not the 800 but is there one other event that you'd still like to try before you graduate
1: um hmm, that's a good question i love like learning new events like that's been my favorite part about doing the multi so he's just getting to like learn how the events work and I have so much respect for like the other apparatuses now, not, I don't know if apparatus is even the right word, but the other events, like the throwers, like throwing is so hard and it hurts really bad. Like javelin really hurts. Um, and jumping hurts so bad, but I think I've tried pole vault in practice and I'm, I just can't physically do it. Um, but I think, I think hammer would be so cool. And my dad loves watching hammers. So if I could just like try and do one of the spinny things and throw a hammer, that would be fun. I would be horrible, but yeah. Not the Ste- distance. No offense, Cam. That's too far. What, from- too hard. what
2: if we could set up like an 800 meter steeplechase or even oh, a 600 be, yeah. meter steeplechase?
1: That would be fun. I okay, would jump to right. walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would hurt a lot, but it would be yeah. fun. <laughs> Not, All the right. 3, not the 3000, not the
0: 3000, yeah. Stevie. Ke- Stevie Keller, if you're listening to this right now, Nell Graham wants to be entered in a hammer throw <laughs> yeah. before she graduates.
1: Oh, I did. I want to run the 100 meter dash one time, but I don't you're know. Never,
0: if- never well, run the hundred? Oh never, man! He
1: won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well,
0: what? work on those blocks over the summer, and you'll be ready.
1: I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, no, yeah or like a four by one that would be fun they would never put me on that though but we have sprinters for that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we did it we did one multi four by one it was matt newer yeah. daniel asa ben klimke and i Yep. so this be don't, fast. don't let your dreams be dreams
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll turn <it> into reality <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> well now thank you so much for hopping on the podcast it was yeah. great yeah. catching up with you um uh, Yeah, good luck at regionals when you make it. We'll be cheering you on. We're excited. And, you know, I think you would give a really good interview. So if you ever want to do some mixed zone work for us someday when you're done competing, let us know.
1: We'll get you you
0: the credentials and then you can be super struck by
1: uh,
0: all the stars.
1: Oh, I would love that. I can do that. Re- if I make when I make regionals, I'll bring one of the little microphones and interview everyone when I'm done running.
2: <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. I
1: can do the biasing. I can I can do the biasing for you.
2: Perfect. That would be great. All you're right. hired. We can't pay you anything, but you're hired.
0: <laughs> Thanks again, now. Thank you. Isn't, not grand. Awesome, man. What, uh, <laughs>
2: what a delightful person to to talk to, uh, so much love and, uh, for track and field and, and good, good energy and, and confidence in, in her own abilities too. Uh, man. Yeah. Great interview.
0: Well, I just don't know how she still like has the energy, like the rest of the meet too. She finishes all her stuff and then she's celebrating for other people or running over to give someone a hug or all these little things. she, she's the energizer bunny.
2: Yeah, great great teammate. I can't remember if this is on like if we had if we were recording when we were talking to her about this, but you know she was talking about, you know, coming back for another year of eligibility and you know how all the there's kind of a mixed bag of athletes in her class that are coming back or aren't coming back and for each one of those athletes she was just kind of like rooting for. Them. I'm like, "Oh no, we want you we want you back. We want you on the I want you back. I want you on the team." You know, uh so yeah, man. Big Nell Graham fan.
0: So we spent some time some Summit League this weekend. You did spent more time there than I did. But you got your first taste of track and field broadcasting. We did cross together in the fall. I did indoors with Tyler and Kara. But you got to hop in the booth. What were expectations versus reality? How did it line up?
2: Man, uh, broadcasting track and field is challenging. Uh, it's a long day. You got a lot of events. most of the, Most of the time, these events are going on at the same time. Uh, we were really lucky to work with a great broadcast crew at WDAY, as well as Keenan Dixon and and the rest of the people who were there helping out with the Summit League. Um, so I think, you know, in terms of the the team that we had working, it went about as smooth as we could have. Uh, but yeah, it's it it's tough. It's tough going from, you know, you have three field events going on at once and you want to give those athletes their due because they put in just as much work as, as the athletes that are running on the track. But, uh, man, uh, I think now more than ever track and field broadcasting is probably, uh, as easy as it's ever been. Uh, we can just follow, uh, the live results to give accurate, you know, kind of input as to who's in each field event, even from far, far away. So, man, I had a blast, uh, as the day, each day went on, you know, in the broadcast booth, you just kind of loosen up and you know, I felt like we had some, just some very normal track and field conversations that were lucky enough to get broadcast on the internet to the whole world and, and on TV. So yeah, it was a blast and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully more opportunities like that in the future.
0: Yeah. And we should be able to, so we'll be back cross country again in the fall and hopefully both track meets for the summit league and yeah indoors will be in fargo so we'll get to do it on your back door again so that'll be fun yeah but no overall i think i think it went really well it was really fun to like you said just do something that we would have done anyway right we would have called each other at the end of every day or in between events to say did you see this or if we were in the stands watching and to actually get it broadcasted is pretty sweet
2: yeah and I, i mean a championship meet i feel like is got to be one of the more fun meets to to broadcast cuz you know every every event is going to you know hold some weight to it whether that's team scoring or you know people chasing after their their first individual titles ever or you know whatever it may be maybe it's revenge from you know I mean we saw Ben Olson come you know from South Dakota state third place in the 10k but he came back and won the 1500 so a bit of a revenge a revenge event for him so uh man just yeah great races you know and when the races are good it makes you know makes it easy to to bring the energy from the from the broadcast booth so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we'll hopefully be posting some more stuff from the summit league i feel like we always talk summit league so uh go to our instagram for that so you can get some of that content and we're not gonna bore you guys to death with results but there are a few big ones that we wanted to point out here just from different conferences because we gave all our attention and energy to that but we've got to spread the love a little bit yeah, so, yeah. I mean,
2: North North Dakota athletes competing in in all sorts of different conferences. So uh, we're more than happy to to share those results with you, you listeners as well. So, Ryan, you want to get us kicked off with some pretty impressive throws performances from Dickinson State University in the NSAA conference.
0: Yeah. So imagine your Corey Nagle. You're really good okay. at throwing shot put, but that's not it. You're really good at throwing discus and hammer throw too. Okay. And you you walk into the meet with, you know, some good accolades to your name, but you walk out with the conference MVP, conference field athlete of the year. Okay. Three conference titles. Okay. An outdoor conference shot put record. Okay. A conference discus record. Don't stop and a school record and three auto qualifiers for the national meet
2: oh okay yeah
0: you probably thought i just read you the accomplishments of like 10 different girls no that was just one that was cory nagel wow so in her first season at dickinson state she's absolutely obliterated the record books both on a school and conference level and She's sitting second right now in the country in the shot put. So being near the top of the leaderboard is a very familiar spot for her. But what a weekend. I just can't even imagine. Like that's more than I accomplished in a career.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. You said imagine, you know, you started that by saying imagine that you're her and I tried, I tried, but I have no idea what that sort of success looks like. So I, I was having, a, I was having a very tough time to do that. But yeah, so I mean, Corey, you know, Dixon State University, kind of riding the the success of Corey as well as the other athletes. First, you know, team title for for the Blue Hawks, and uh, second for the men in their conference meet.
0: Yeah. Another. Uh, yeah, go for it. I was just gonna say, I think that's the women's sixth straight, if I remember right. So huge
2: yeah and then uh other north dakota school in the nsaa uh valley city state university fifth for the men and fourth for the women on the team side so
0: yeah great conference good meets but let's uh, go to the nsic there's a lot that happened in that conference as well division two the northern sun some of your your local favorites like moorhead state and minot state and um UMD you know we're big Duluth fans now that Kaylee Peterson's there but you know speaking of Kaylee we'll start off with her is it surprising that she won another conference title in the 1500 not at all Yeah, you know she was a 1500 champion in the Summit League last year for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits and takes her talents to the North Shore to UMD and wins the 1500 5th in the 800 and she's currently sitting 10th in NCAA in the 1500s. So we'll see her at nationals and continue just to watch her crush it.
2: Yeah. I mean, Kaylee Peterson, you know, always bringing the heat first place in that 1500 also came back fifth place in the 800. So, uh, you know, continuing the success in the NSIC that we saw her bring, uh, uh, in indoors and man, good to see her, good to see her running well. And yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to see her in more post, uh, postseason championship races, uh, man, from you know, I don't know. W- would you say that Minot State is our favorite NSIC school, Ryan? They're de- they're
0: high up there. We we're we were big build the dam fans for a yeah. long time. Yeah, we so, still are. I mean, we still, they're still are.
2: are. They're definitely one of our. I mean, they're a top two NSIC school from North Dakota, in my opinion. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give him at least that. Leaf Nelson, we've talked about him before, just an absolute beast in the throws. Uh he is he won. He won the javelin at the NSIC. He's currently ranked fifth in the NCAA. So another athlete that we'll look to see continue, you know, his uh his championship season uh in the javelin.
0: Yeah, and then Jacob Jensen, we've talked about him a lot and might have been the, the end of the career for him, which if it is, we got to get him on the podcast soon because yeah. he's been influential in the distance running scene for a lot of people. But he took seventh in his final NSIC meets in the 1500, went into the prelim ranked uh, nine out of, I think, 12 guys. I think that's how many they took. Maybe they only took nine, but came out seventh, scored some points for the team. And and we're talking building the dam. Like he's been the guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and, I mean, we saw him really excel during cross-country season and then, you know, had a bit of a tougher time, you know, indoors and maybe not the outdoor season that he was hoping for, but I mean, seventh in historically the fastest NSIC men's 1500 ever. Uh, Jared Gregoire from MSUM setting the conference meet record. Uh, So the NSIC, man, they are really stepping up, you know, in the, in the in the distance events, you know, I just feel like the depth in the NSIC has continued to grow over the last couple of years. So, you know, to to be able to score uh, in the 1500, you know, that, that's not easy. So good mm-hmm. job to Jacob Jensen. Uh, another North Dakota guy from Minot State. Ryan, why don't you tell us about Charlie Hardcastle?
0: Yeah, Charlie Hardcastle, a big fan of the podcast. Well, we're big fans of him and you know he had a great freshman year when you really look at it yeah he just talked about the depth of a conference like the nsic and he took eighth scoring a point for the beavers in the steeplechase so really happy for him and i think one chapter closes with jacob jensen graduating but maybe another one is open and i don't know uh if there's like a fun spin on it like uh hard castle time or something like that but Charlie trademark something and let us know so we can be all in. If it's not building the dam, we want to be whatever it is you yeah, are. We'll, so. we'll have to,
2: we'll have to workshop that a little bit and come up with something. Yeah. I mean, the steeplechase, you know, not, not an easy event to just step into and, and being a, in a scoring position, you know, yeah, as a freshman, I didn't even run the steeple until my, my sophomore year. So I guess my redshirt freshman year outdoors. So uh, to start seeing success that early you know i feel like the the learning curve in steeple is is pretty steep so once you get the hang of it you know it it it, it catches on you know pretty quick so uh look forward to see him on the cross course and you know honestly in any event you know, as a freshman in in distance or in track or cross country whatever you know it it's a difficult adjustment going to college and stuff and i feel like he's handled that pretty well so yeah definitely want to watch in in the coming years as he continues to grow and mature and uh really come into uh you know find out what works for him and uh yeah we'll we'll definitely keep our eyes on him
0: yeah and then one last guy you know Braxton Brewer this guy he's he's so good he's continuing to get the job done and took second to his teammate Jared wire, but he ran an awesome 800. He's currently 19th in the NCAA, and so we're hoping, fingers crossed, that he'll make it to the NCAA meet. I'm not exactly sure how many guys they take or what the setup's like for Division II. It's one I've never quite been able to understand. It's yeah. always a little different, but uh, once again, all conference and doing great things from the from the kid from West Fargo.
2: Yeah, Braxton, another one of those uh, athletes. You know, in in the whole region, you know, we had. Number of athletes up at UND break 150. You know, we had Rodine at North Dakota State breaking 150 and number of Summit League athletes. Uh, But the MSUM guys, you know, they had two guys under 150 as well this season, Braxton being one of them. So, uh, man, the 800 uh, in the Red River Valley is, you know, it's pretty spicy, pretty spicy right now. So, yeah, hopefully he gets another opportunity uh, to keep going. And, uh, man, yeah, guy from West Fargo and uh, just really, really found – really found his strength in that 800 event. And I think we kind of started to see it at his senior year of high school. Uh, but really not until the last couple of years, I think he's really found his stride there. So, man.
0: yeah. And this is the guy that made the NCAA final at the indoor meet. So yeah, we'll see what he can do. If he can get the job done on the outdoor stage as well. Yeah. well, Cam, I mean, we're ra-
2: race as well. He races well. So, you know, uh, wish him all the best.
0: Yeah. We're kind of coming to the end of the episode. Um, Believe it or not, you just did this entire episode from uh, the chair while you're getting chemo. So,
2: yeah, from huge. the infu- Roger Maris Infusion Center. So,
0: dude, huge shout out to you. That's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, anything for the content, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do we, what do we have to look forward to in the next couple of weeks here, Ryan?
0: Yeah, we finished college conference week, and now we're getting into high school conference week. So. There's some last chance meets today, tomorrow, the next few days, but then we'll see conference and regions for both class A and class B at the high school level. And then before you know it, it's the greatest state tournament in North Dakota, the state track. Meet. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. So hopefully next week we'll come back. Uh, to you listeners with uh, conference recaps and our predictions for the state meet. Uh, It should be a good one. Like we said, we haven't had a ton of opportunities to talk about uh, high school events so far this season, just because of the weather and everything. We had a great Howard Wood meet, uh, but I think everything is going to come together for some great storylines at the state meet. And uh, man, can't wait to kind of share our predictions and uh, the events to watch uh, leading into that in two weekends.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really good. So As always, we just want to say thank you for listening, for always supporting the podcast, whether it was you coming up to us over the weekend and telling us congrats or leaving us notes or um, we got a lot of texts from people that just said, good job. And we do really appreciate that. If you're confused about what direction the podcast is heading, uh, hop on the train because we're kind of the same way too. We've enjoyed broadcasting. We've enjoyed podcasting. We've enjoyed, um, I don't know what else rhymes with that, but. No, we, we really enjoyed a lot of different things.
2: Yeah, hoping to, to maybe get back in the merch game a little bit here. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. You know, Ryan, you were sporting a pretty, pretty stylish uh, podcast sweatshirt and I had one as well and got a lot of feedback from that. So, you know, maybe come cross-country season, we'll see some sort of cross-country hoodie or the classic long sleeve come your way. But we got some summer ideas as well, so. That's as always, I've, I've enjoyed, but
0: yeah. Yeah, as always, it's always on to the next thing. What's, what's yep. the next thing that's going to keep you guys interested? But thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week. Good luck to those competing at the high school conference and region meets, and we'll see you next week.